0: A I've been a podcast we 1997 sequel Jurassic Park, one minute time. I'm Brad.
1: I'm Dave.
0: And today we're here to discuss Minute 54 of The Lost World. We haven't got, uh, haven't got any news or anything to really to discuss this week, so uh, if you're ready, David, we'll get straight into 54. Sure. Alright. Peter. If you want me to run your little camping trip, there are two conditions. Firstly, I'm in charge. And when I'm not around, Dieter is. All you need to do is sign the checks, tell us we're doing a good job, and open your case of scotch when we have a good day. Second condition, my fee. You can keep it. All I want in exchange for my services is the right to hunt one of the tyrannosaurs, a male, a buck only. How and why are my business? Now, if you don't like either of those two conditions, you're on your own. So go ahead, set up base camp right here, or in a swamp, or in the middle of a wreck's nest, for all I care. But I've been on too many safaris with rich dentists to listen to any more suicidal ideas. Okay. Okay. As we ended minute 53 of the Lost World, the male and female Trenasaur had come onto the scene and spent most of the minute communicating with their baby, still lying on the table inside the trailers. Sarah had said this is not hunting behaviour. as we start minute 54, she says they're not hunting, they're searching. They came for their infant. At 53 minutes and 7 seconds, Ian says, let's not disappoint them. Breathing heavily. Sarah picks the baby up by the torso. Ian grabs the tail. And at 53 minutes and 18 seconds, Nick removes his belt from the baby's snout, saying muzzle off. This causes the baby to bellow loudly. A sound clearly heard by the adults outside. At 53 minutes and 32 seconds, Ian opens the door to the side of the trailer, giving room for Sarah to carry the baby outside. The male Rex is there waiting, sniffing at them. At 53 minutes and 45 seconds, Sarah places the baby down the ground and it starts to walk off towards the male. She never takes her eyes off it as they head off into the jungle. Ian helps her back inside and closes the door in front of her. At 53 minutes, 56 seconds, we hear the phone on the wall start to ring and a voiceover from Ian. Yeah, Eddie? Eddie says, there are... there are... and this ends." minute 54 of the Lost World. But yeah, straight off last minute, sort of not a hunting behaviour. They're searching. They come for their infant and um, Ian's still... Scared quite a lot, it seems, and uh, let's not disappoint mm-hmm. them. No. Nope. Um, and we get the uh, the three humans sort of start to move around the infant as it's still laying on the uh, on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, as they Uh-oh. prepare to move it outside. Sarah grabs the baby by the torso, Ian's got the tail, and mm-hmm. uh, Nick removes the uh, muzzle, or his belt, mm-hmm. and says muzzle off. And as yeah. soon as as soon as the uh, the muzzle's off, we really get the uh, the vocal performance from that infant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as soon as it sort of starts to bellow bellow out too, and they uh, walk down the trail, we get both adults uh, advancing forward as well, keeping an eye out through the windows.
1: And of course, we get the um, classic foot thumping return.
0: Yeah, yep. And they uh, they carry the baby to the door. Uh, Ian reaches down and opens it. And, um, the male's already waiting there we mm-hmm. sort of we sort of lose sight of the female here for a little bit, um whether she's walking around the front to uh be beside him or not, we don't really see anything again of her until they start the a trailer attack um, no. but uh, Sarah sort of steps down into the mud in the rain never never takes her eyes off the male standing there, which is good too,
1: yeah, no, she's very um. I wouldn't say inappropriately excited, but she—I mean, she's kind of—I'd uh, say re- uh, speechless here that she's actually seeing a T-Rex up close and personal here, you know, well, not and just... interacting with its young. Because as a behavioral paleontologist, she's especially interested in the way the parents interact with the infant.
0: And that—that's exactly right. Not only is she seeing this animal alive. Um... For one, but the fact that it's doing exactly what she'd theorized, um, Mm -hmm. and been laughed at by other academics. It's the the T. Rexes are here. They're looking for. it, They're not hunting. They're here, searching for their infant, showing parental Mm behaviour. Um, and she's maybe a little bit uh, overexcited for it, but um,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) But it's just a word for it. Yeah, just she's just sort of lost in the moment and uh, thinks that he. She can give the infant back and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, in both the, yeah. uh, the novel and the pre-San Diego script, she actually sings to the, uh, to the adults to sort of calm them down a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, sort of citing that uh, in Africa sometimes she'll sing to uh, lionesses or um, lion parents when she's playing or well, handling cubs, uh, stuff like that. Which is sort of a little call, another little callback, but um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but we they sort of <laughs> they let the animatronic fall to the ground here, and we get a uh, you can only assume it's just a standing tail sort of wiggle wiggle away from their arms as the uh, infant walks off screen. We don't see mm-hmm. that. We don't see what the T Rex does in the novel. It picks it up by the scruff of the neck and carries it off into a tree. Yeah. To keep it safe so I it can come back I am and I'm
1: curious what the T Rex did do with the baby because they uh put them they put the baby someplace and then they come back and start tearing up the trailer. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, well that's in the in the novel they pick it up and carry it away. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: we don't we don't see any of that even even sort of later when they get back on island. Oh, the baby's running around by itself, so Mm-hmm. Um, whether it might have, well, we seen it run away from Sarah, so maybe it did run off and follow them. If this is their territory and there's no, they don't aren't used to seeing other predators around, they might have they might have been happy with it just sitting mm-hmm. in the uh, in the foliage somewhere. Yeah, um, true. But this whole what we get here in in the next minute as well, just sort of. It, it, it goes into sort of a false sense of security that, okay, the T-Rexes are done, they're gone. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: there isn't really any... Uh, any trigger or anything to have them suddenly turn and do what they do. But, uh, yeah, Ian slowly closes the door while Sarah's still sitting there smiling
1: mm-hmm. um, and watches... they uh, face literally pressed up against the glass, you know?
0: Yeah, yep. yeah.
1: No, I think it's... Um... I think it's John Rosengrand who was kind of in charge of uh, the baby here, and that's who um, Julianne Moore is handing the animatronic off to. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe they, um, because it was electronically based instead of hydraulically based, I don't believe they sealed the baby's uh, skin for some reason. And so John Rosengrand talks in the making of about how he got absolutely soaked in the scene holding the umbrella over the baby T-Rex instead of over himself.
0: <laughs> well, that'd be the direction or the request from Spielberg, keep it dry. Mm-hmm. Don't let it get wet. We need it for well, they later made two. On. They,
1: they oh. did make two baby animatronics. Yep. So and They had a spare, but I'm not sure uh, what the differences were between those two animatronics. So... It was probably best that they not break the primary, you
0: know? Yeah, I wonder, I haven't sort of read anywhere what the shooting the uh, shooting timeline was, whether the uh, Los Angeles stuff was filmed first, or if that was done. Being how late in the game they sort of cut the ending and made that a thing, you'd have to sort <laughs> of think it would have been the second, second unit or the last stuff to be filmed, but... Um, because that's that way. The, there's no rain or anything there for the animatronic to have issues mm-hmm. with. It can just sort of Sarah can hold it in the back of the car, and they can sort of shoot with it there. But um...
1: I think they um, did all the on location stuff first. Mm. Went to Hawaii, filmed the beginning, ending, and couple pickup shots and a couple other shots. Then they went and did everything in the redwoods, and then they did the stage stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: And so. Everything was done uh on stage within what whenever they needed to A good reminder that of course movies are not shot in sequence
0: mm. yeah
1: and of co- and then I think it was um I think it was the what was it the um raptors in the village chase that was done by the at the end it was done in like early November or something because every, you can see everybody's actually wearing like Thick coats. Yeah. That's in the behind-the-scenes stuff.
0: Yep. Well, yeah, even the uh, even in some of the uh, shots, you can see sort of the, the condensation, the breath,
1: from the mm-hmm. actors
0: in between takes or whatever, um, where it's been put on so I don't think it's been added CG.
1: No, it's not. There was um, their actual breath, which I think was kind of interesting because... Um, tropical islands do get chilly at night. There's, mm. um, because of the ocean breeze coming and sweeping through the trees, it does get chilly at night. And so I thought that was a kind of nice touch of realism, even if inadvertently.
0: Yeah, well, that's you know? it, yeah. And this is sort of Costa Rica, not Hawaii, so you are a bit further away from the equator. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd sort of lose in some of that tropical climate where you only get two seasons and you might be starting to get for the four seasons of the year. Mm-hmm. Dr Malcolm, here to share a Sheffield campfire stories with my uncle. The phone starts to ring. We can hear it ringing in the background. And voice uh, voiceover from Ian, yes, Eddie. And uh, Eddie stambers a little bit. And that's where the minute comes off. But, uh, of course, he's sort of there to say that they're heading back into the jungle. Which, mm-hmm. since we couldn't see the trailers earlier, it's how can he tell? But... <laughs> But uh, he might see the trees, the trees shaking. Could,
1: um, yeah, I was gonna just say the tree shaking.
0: Yeah. But that's uh, that's 54. Again, another little short one as we get the uh, the baby back in the back in the uh, environment. Mm-hmm. The parents taking it away, and our uh, actors thinking that's it. That was a close call, and as Sarah says in a, in a later minute, the the uh, nurturing parent, nurturing habits of a T-Rex, is now academic. That's, mm-hmm. she can, it's conclusive. And uh, as I said last week, it's sort of in the shooting script. This is their their cue that uh, Nick filmed it all, and that uh, this is proof that the uh, the animals are here, the infants here. Um, mm-hmm. Sarah's sort of proved right, and that they can call to the mainland and get the boat sent back and get out of there. But uh, as we're yep. about to find out in minute fifty-five, that's not how it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah. No.
0: But we can uh, we can talk more about that when we get there, including how, why they uh, charge the trailers. But Dave, anything else on fifty-four? Mm, I think we're good. Okay. But well, half an hour from now, in John Hammond's dream reimagined will come true. For one one hundredth the cost of building a destination all thousands of miles away. I believe I've spent enough time in the company of death. All right, guys, let's
1: get the hell out of here. What's everybody exactly what talking about? Tonight we'll christen Jurassic Park San Diego with a mega attraction that so can drive stand on to travel anything in the park.
0: Saint Louis to your food a research station. This was where we.
1: Life.